Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. My name is Alicia Tobin. I'm here with my co-ghost, Jessica Delisle. Hello. How are? I, I good. <laughs> good. Uh, we have a really special guest with us today. I've known this man for a little while, and he's a very fascinating creature, Mr. Paul the Mauler Lazenby. How you doing? Thank good. You very How much are you? I'm excellent. I, I've <laughs> seldom been better. Not as good as Hank's doing right now. Yeah. He's, he's going completely berserk out of joy over absolutely nothing. It's yeah, awesome. he always starts out kind of calm, and then right before we're ready to record, he acts <laughs> like a real uh, banana hammock. He's, <laughs> yeah, he acts like a banana hammock. You're right. Um, he's so, living his best life. Paul, right. you do a lot of like fascinating things. You are an ex-fighter. Yes. Current stuntman, current actor, and before that, you did some... Before that, I was a competitive strongman and powerlifter and professional wrestler. And I said right before we recorded the podcast, we have a lot in common. No, we do, yeah. <laughs> what like is it I like to have before. muscles in your body? <laughs> <laughs> that you can see. Yeah, like they're visible yeah. muscles. <laughs> Not just like in your cheeks. <laughs> I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm laughing. That's where I'm good laugh crying. <laughs> Well, I got lots of time to develop those because I'm not using the ones between my ears. So I think you have to choose one or the other. <laughs> Do you Brain have level. to wear special clothes? Um, no. Do but shirts I'm, just rip when you put them on? I'm actually on the top end of buying off the rack. Um, oh, okay. Although, well, where t-shirts are concerned, they make kids <laughs> <laughs> go losing his mind over there. It's so awesome. I wish this was a video podcast because I was. <laughs> He's just the happiest dude I've ever seen in my life. We should set up a Hank cam that can be like a companion piece. <laughs> People would just get motion sickness all the time. We'd yeah. never be still. Be <laughs> too much. Like the Blair Witch Project. Uh, yeah, for T-shirts, uh, now that there are a lot of great big fat people all over the place, and you're not allowed to fat shame them into being in shape. Uh, That's right. Now, now it's easy to find T-shirts. I Yeah, I... If I buy XL from the States, it, I'm usually swimming in it. Okay. Uh, I buy XL from anywhere else and it fits. Right. That's so but, weird yeah. that like the same label is different. I've had that experience shopping in the U.S. online. I ordered a trench coat in my size <laughs> when I was drunk uh, a long time ago. Uh, right when internet shopping became a thing, I ordered it from... <laughs> uh, and yeah, it arrived and it was easily like five sizes larger than I anticipated. Mm. And so then I learned bonkers. a real nice lesson about sending things back <laughs> to the States. <laughs> Do um, it. So Paul, uh, you have a book called When We Were Bouncers. Yes. Uh, and When We Were Bouncers 1 and 2. Which and I the just second released. one's just come out. Yes. So you had a, a career as a bouncer. Yes, quite a long career, actually. On and off, uh, I think first day to last day was probably close to 20 years. Jeez. Yeah. You must have started when you were a baby. <laughs> <laughs> baby bouncer. Baby bouncer. No, you can't come in here. Wait, uh -uh. is that yeah, was, snacks? No. Okay, you can come in. I was at the door of the bouncy castle at birthday parties. <laughs> You're not under wish. Uh, that'll be uh, 20 bunny grams. <laughs> <laughs> Bunny grams? Yeah, they're little like bunny-shaped graham like crackers. Teddy grams with buns? Yeah. Oh, I want those. I'll get you some. Okay. <laughs> I'm a baby. <laughs> <laughs> no, tiny tiny cookies are good. I was just thinking about animal crackers the other day. They're amazing. What's so your good. favorite animal to get in the animal Lion. cracker? Lion. See, I'm yeah. a gorilla. I, nice. Yeah, I was going to say gorilla. <laughs> gorilla crew. So what's it like to be a bouncer? Uh, mostly it sucks. It, really? <laughs> it's fun when you're young, um, but 
it gets old really quick uh, I would because think so. you are seeing everybody at their worst mm-hmm. all the time. And you're even seeing the same people sometimes. Like I would work at clubs and people would be in there three, four nights a week, every oh. single week, and always drunk and always on their worst behavior. And you're hearing the same lines and people trying the same BS with you. So there, there is an upside. There is a good side. Uh, now Hank's thirsty. Yeah. Dude, you're the noisiest dude ever. Don't um, worry. The microphones can't pick that probably up. Probably oh, cool. won't we be don't able to hear so. it. Hank's <laughs> drinking a lot. It doesn't matter. It's, it's <laughs> ambient. He's not, yeah. he's not quiet this way, but he's not a vocal dog. No, so it's weird. Bark. He doesn't make no, a lot of other... No, I'll this over barking too much. Yeah. yeah he's not a real he, borker. My favorite thing is when he's drinking, though, he will just like open his mouth before he's <laughs> swallowed. So it... More water will go on the floor than into his body. Yeah, this morning I was wearing a really nice outfit for work, and I stepped in one of those puddles in my leotards, oh, no. and I was like, "Oh well, this is it." I just put it in my boot. Went to oh, no, work. no, straight over to me with like two gallons of water in his face <laughs> and yeah. a cookie. He wants yes. to show you that cookie. Yeah. <laughs> that now soggy, moist cookie. You're gross, Hank. So, did you grow up here and work here, or where no, were the bars where you were a bouncer? I am from Kitchener, Ontario. Oh, okay. So, and don't, yeah, don't ever go there. It's very <laughs> in there, yeah. Oh, okay, well, then you yeah. know. See, that's why your face fell when I said, oh, right, Kitchener. <laughs> I'm so sorry. So sorry for you. Uh, it's the weirdest thing because it's like, it essentially, Kitchener Waterloo is essentially one city divided by an invisible line, but that line actually means something because Waterloo is actually cool. Right. It's huh. got two universities and it's always, yeah. When I moved University to Water- of Waterloo, University of uh, Waterloo 2. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Laurier, but you can call that too. And <laughs> like cooler too. clubs and it just, yeah, it, it was it was so crazy that, that Kitchener was so lame and Waterloo was so cool. But uh, yeah, I, I moved out here in 98. So okay. it's, Vancouver's always felt like home. And yeah, I've bounced it at least half the bars uh, in the downtown core. Oh, oh my gosh. The worst. Uh, the worst one. Obar was bad for douchebags. Oh my gosh. Obar, is that still open? It actually is. I, I'm surprised. Uh, the Cecil was probably, the Cecil Hotel, that was probably the The, the Cecil most Hotel is also a, a, strip, a, club. a strip club. Gentlemen's club. A gentleman, no, well, no, there were no <laughs> So you bounced at a gentleman's club? I did bounce it uh, at a gentleman's club. Yeah. <laughs> oh we can call it a strip God. club. It's okay. Yeah, it was, yeah that's totally what it was. It wasn't a gentleman's club. <laughs> I actually, call it a booby hotel. <laughs> <laughs> that's where boobies, Motorboat hotel. get rooms and go to Funny sleep. Enough, the Cecil Hotel was actually where Greenpeace was started. Oh, which really? I had no idea about. Yeah. So it's got one virtuous thing going for it. And then a whole lot of naked women. So that, yeah. those are his two claims to fame. Also so that virtuous. was the most <laughs> the most dangerous job. Uh, it was one of the most dangerous jobs as far as uh, the amount of, uh, we call them heat bags, which would be gangsters, like really yeah, hardcore gangsters thinking. that went through there. Uh, so yeah, I, and I was new to town. So the one thing is when you're bouncing, you really want to be vigilant about you want to find out who's who. And yeah. So you don't, you don't want to get piss on the wrong off the wrong guy. Um, actually, I have to amend that. Cecil was the second most dangerous. The Purple Onion was the worst. Okay. So really? that's, that's closed, I think, right around the time that I moved here. Yeah. Um, I don't know what year it closed in, okay. but I moved here in 1999. Okay. It was, yeah, it had a couple of years left in it. I think it was 2002 when it closed. Okay. But yeah, I mean, a, a girl got shot to death out front of it. Oh. And it was, it was gang central. Like oh a lot goodness. of the, the the really heavy duty Southeast Asian gangsters would come in there, but yeah, and you really were taking your life in your hands because if you get on the wrong side of the wrong guy, you can end up shot. So yeah, it's a real dicey, like walking through a uh, minefield kind of game that you got to play when you're it's like Minesweeper from Windows ninety eight. Pretty much, <laughs> it's exactly the same. When I yeah, when I moved here in nineteen ninety nine and I worked on Robson Street, most of the theft that we weren't able to stop was by gang members. Mm. Uh, organized crime, like very well-dressed women coming in and shoplifting. And um, we had security guards every day, <laughs> every day at our store. 
huge guys, huge intimidating professional security guards. Happen less, but it still happened. Yeah, I mean, people that are good at what they do are good at what they do. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's an art. <laughs> and uh, also by law, I think we needed security guards if we wanted to stop them. Mm. Yeah, definitely. You, you got to yeah. have, have somebody licensed. You know, I was doing that job for a while too. When I, when I first moved here, I was working with a security company locally, and yeah, that's no fun either. And yet, you really those people on paper they've got the power to to stop you from stealing and stuff like that but really security guards don't have much more power than a civilian mm-hmm. it's just it's a legal thing where you have to have them there so uh, you're not suffering so much of a legal backblast if it goes bad can you backblast. detain a person once you've caught them you can but i never did yeah I mean, I, 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 it seems <laughs> like that's a weird gray area where people often get away after they've done something well there's only so much you can do and, and if they get one tiny little injury then it might come back on you in which case the company you work for says not our problem and they leave you twisting in the wind uh, that, that was a big thing with bouncing too is you know you 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 will get in a position where somebody pulls a broken bottle or something or somebody threatens your life or somebody tries to cave your head in and you retaliate in kind but if they end up getting seriously hurt, odds are the bar is just going to go, well, you're on your own. And you have to be professional about it too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm only it's... doing this because it's my job. Yeah. yeah you, wow. you, you got to definitely pretend you're not enjoying stomping somebody who desperately deserves to be stomped. So when you were a kid, did you like have this idea that you would like to be in this line of work or that how did you know that you liked fighting? And I've never liked fighting. No, I, I never for one instant of my life enjoyed fighting. Okay. Uh, I actually, when I was a kid, I was a real wimp. I was, I was an incredibly fat kid and really nerdy and I got beat up all the time, like okay. every day. So violence always scared me and I didn't know how to fight. Um, it was inconceivable to me that I would ever be a pro fighter, You're right? Uh, but it, it came about kind of in a weird way because I, I started powerlifting and I remember when you see big muscular guys, a lot of people point and go, oh, he's compensating for something. Well, you I know, don't know. That's not what I say. Okay. Well, <laughs> well we, t- we actually totally are. <laughs> Most of us are. And uh, I remember making the conscious decision. It wasn't even a subconscious thing where I thought I'm going to be powerlifter, and the bigger and stronger I get, the more people will leave me alone. And it worked. Mm. So then I got into professional wrestling, and I always wanted to wrestle in Japan. Had a couple of near misses getting booked on tours, and it, it never worked out. And then – just because in the late 90s, things were really crazy in MMA and mixed martial arts where anybody could get in. There were really no sanctions at all, and, and it wasn't overseen like it is today. I got an offer to fight in Japan, and I had no experience in any kind of combat sport. I didn't wrestle in high school, never did any kind of martial arts or anything. And I said, okay, I'll do it. And th- this would be the equivalent of somebody today going on the UFC right. without any experience at all. And, uh, that would so be I, a good reality show. Yeah. Uh, I mean, actually, it, no, it would be probably horrible. <laughs> Sorry. It actually would have been a good reality show because it, it was like something out of a movie. And it, it, I, yeah, I went over there and and I lost, but I I lost but you got in entertaining fashion. To go to Japan, I did. I got and I, I didn't die, so I looked great. <laughs> and uh, then a week after I got back, then the lady who had booked me on the trip called up and said, uh, "They want you to come back and live at their school for a month and a half and train Whoa. with them." Oh, I wow. thought, okay. I mean, I was living in my friend's auto shop at the time. I had nothing going on. So I said, okay, cool. And they said, oh, yeah, movie. by the way, four days after you get there, you're going to fight the world champion. I'm like, oh, God. Oops, I'm so busy. Yeah. So, this yeah. is a movie. Yeah, I would watch that movie. <laughs> yeah. That's great. That's, That's really great. neat. I just assumed the people, but we had a guest on a couple of weeks ago who learned how to box for charity. And we had that same sort of discussion that she does not like getting hit at all. Yeah. But she's doing it for a different reason. Yeah. And I, yeah, I used to like to fight when I was a kid. So <laughs> I'm like, well. Yeah, it was, I just ended up being 
decent at it. But, you know, I, I learned by fighting world-class guys and, and getting my ass kicked. I mean, I, I was 0-6 before I, I won a fight. But What's that mean? <laughs> I, I, zero wins and six losses on the record. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I ended up being decent at it. <laughs> it's about how many hot dogs he's eaten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> can you, how many hot dogs can you eat in a row? Five. Five? For sure. Oh, wow. wow. With I'm from Quebec. Yeah, buns are... With buns, steamed, but they'd have to be steamed. steamed. They couldn't be a barbecue So one. they're like wet buns? <laughs> no, like, you know, like a steamed hot dog from Montreal? No. Really? No. Oh, well, that's how we, we like our hot dogs. They're steamed, and the bread is slightly steamed, too, and they're really good. That actually sounds excellent. See, I've, I've spent so little time in Montreal, I didn't even know you guys steamed if hot dogs. If you eat hot dogs, <laughs> yeah, um, definitely get one. There's a place on Davy Street that does them, though, and they're pretty good. Steamy dogs? Yeah, steam dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's not popular. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm not a I think like one is my max for hot dogs. No, I like I I like barbecues are my place where I can really dominate. Hank. <laughs> now you're just doing that on purpose, Hank's buddy. He's singing a song basically right <laughs> he's, now. He's singing the song of his stuffed animal. He's pa- playing his pig flute. Um uh, one time I sort of have like a bad experience with hot dogs because my mom when i was a little <laughs> we'll kid, get I, back to paul <laughs> i really liked hot dogs and i my mom would have to cut them up for me when i was a little kid right so i would just choke. gobble them up so fast <laughs> and one time i ate it so fast that then i had a bath and then i barfed up the hot dogs and i had not even chewed it so it was just like <laughs> little little cylinders of hot dog just came up and i was like eh. <laughs> That's a good story. Not bad. <laughs> like, and I wouldn't eat anything with it, so it was just like plain hot dog. Yeah. Uh, so if anyone still has an appetite, uh, you're welcome. I don't know. So, Paul, can you think of any times where you <laughs> have barfed a hot dog? <laughs> um, any specific stories about being a bouncer that you wanted to share? Oh, man. Um, yeah, there was uh, a – I remember a guy pulling a knife on <laughs> me and uh, a fellow bouncer – uh, in a, a club called Ricky Joe's, which is a real dive bar in, in Kitchener. It started out as – in like, it was the first place I ever bounced. Right. And it started out as kind of a yuppie level bar, and then it went downhill. And just okay. Became, uh, I think when they, they closed the, the auto factory. <laughs> <laughs> just about. It's okay. like that level. Uh, they changed the name to Last Harry's for whatever reason, and that's – it just – It was a they, bad name. Yeah, like, they Ricky cashed Joe's welfare checks like at great. the bar. I mean, Jesus you would literally Christ. bring a welfare check, and, and they would they would cash it for you at the bar. So it was it was that kind of place. That's a bad place. Yeah, and, and it was the only time that I ever had a weapon pulled on me by a guy who was providing his own sound effects. <laughs> he was <laughs> he pulled the knife, and every time he waved it at us, he'd go. Whoosh, whoosh. Like I, I'm scared for my life, but I'm also incredibly amused by this right now. Yeah. Wow. Uh, actually, the the dude that his name was John, the the other bouncer, uh, he did something that. I might be a jerk, but I think this is one of the most awesome things that ever happened in any bar I worked at. Uh, there was a, a waitress there, and she was very visibly pregnant, and she was just about to leave and go have her kid. In the bathroom. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> you would think so. Uh, they're having a, a goodbye party for her. Okay. And the whole night, and they raised like, everybody put money together, raised like 150 bucks between the whole mob of them. That's the, the economic level of the clientele. Okay. And she spent all that money on booze and cigarettes that night. 
for herself so, for herself so and her unborn son yeah the the whole <laughs> She's night drinking for two yeah oh my god yeah I, I was just i still remember to this day it was a long time ago and i was just seething watching her walk around all night with a cigarette in one hand and a drink in the other and this huge pregnant belly my Honestly, mom smoked the whole time yeah. and i'm fine i have absolutely no problems <laughs> i was just gonna say like most of the people from our generation grew up you know, like uh, with a certain amount of alcohol brain damage. That from- is, yeah. Like I've lots of children have survived uh, that sort of stuff. But I'm not it's saying not it's advised. A good, no, not and, advised. And I'm not saying it's smart. The, I think also in the final trimester, 80s, it's, yeah. No, it didn't so count the, in the eighties. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, this is this is like well past the time where people knew better. Yeah, well, of it's, course. It's funny. Like my dad's big thing was he quit smoking the day I was born. Like he quit cold turkey. He I don't know how much he smoked, but he was a smoker for 20 years. And he quit cold turkey when I was born. I was like, but the whole nine months that my mom was pregnant, like <laughs> that was that just doesn't count. a fair game. You're not outside breathing it. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, it doesn't matter. It's not like I'm breathing the air that she's breathing or anything like that. But yeah, this this uh, <laughs> this waitress left and had her kid. Yeah. And she came back and then it was probably six, seven months after the baby was born. And I walked into work one day and she's sitting in the corner crying and all the people around her like rubbing her back and patting her hand and stuff. And uh, John and I look at each other and then I asked somebody what happened. And I said, well, she just found out her kids got fetal alcohol syndrome. Gee. Jesus. Oh, fuck. Oh, so, uh, don't worry, the story's not over. So John very calmly parts the crowd around her, and he gets down on one knee, and he takes her hand, he looks her in the eyes, and he goes, uh, listen, hon, I just want you to know, I just heard what happened, and uh, I just just want, want you to hear this. One day your son is going to grow up and be old enough to realize what you did to him, and he will never stop hating you for it. What? <laughs> gets up and walks away, and it was the it That's was horrible and awesome at the same time because people need that kind of wake up. I mean, it was too late for her son. Yeah, but come on, she she put her kids' health on the chopping block. I thought what? that was incredible. I mean, he we, he almost got fired for it, but I thought it was awesome. Well, yeah, like. That's a really awful story, (laughs) and we got to kind of chatting in between about how I, of course, would drink in my last trimester, just like one glass of champagne, whatever. But um, (laughs) in your not pregnancy, that is yeah. (laughs) The doctor says I have one more year, fellas. Um, So uh, and then he said it'll be more difficult, but we can still try. Um, Wow, that's really terrifying, and I don't. I kind of am. I do kind of see it as being awesome in the way that, fuck, I wish sometimes people were more plain spoken. But also, yes. why wasn't he knocking those drinks out of her hand? Well, you can't do that. At I her mean, going away party like that. That you, would you be. can't tell an adult female what to do with her body. Mm, well, uh, after she's had a child's drink. body. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if she's really you tired. You suggest it after she's had a drink. <laughs> yeah. And see which way she decides. But yeah, it's uh, believe me, uh, me and him both wanted to. That is really it's an incredibly depressing story. I'm glad you got out of there. Uh, yes, me too. <laughs> it was. It, yeah, it was, I just remember thinking I, I have to get out. That was part of what drove me out of Kitchener. It, it was. Yeah, it actually had a good side because it was the lady was, with the child with fetal alcohol syndrome drove no, you the, out the of the kitchen. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that had no upside whatsoever. But it just it drove me out of kitchen. That was that was me hitting rock bottom. Where you just I, realized I, like this was not the right place to be. Yeah, I, I do not belong in the city. Yeah. And um, and that's I, how I felt when I saw Winnipeg. Yeah, I've wrestled in Winnipeg before. <laughs> and, and Recently. I, <laughs> When you were there for the comedy festival? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry I recommended a place that had a bad uh, that place black, was great. black bean burger. That place was great. Just because I only had the chance to eat there once doesn't mean, and I didn't, I often don't know what to order. 
And I'm often overwhelmed by selection. Also, it's like, it's great when you're driving across Canada and you're like, oh yeah, my God. No. But also probably coming like straight from Vancouver. And you know what? Kathleen McGee uh, joined me and uh, she had a great meal. And I got to take her to this. I looked cool because I knew about this cool place. Boon. And I'd also saw a rabbit when I was there in the middle of the city. What? By itself. What? In Winnipeg? Yeah, with no like, greenery around it. And it was one of the most. Did it escape from the zoo? No, there's some like wetlands nearby to the hotel that I was staying in. And so he'd been turned around, but he was lost in the city. And uh, it was a real moment in my life where I was like, this city's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) I really, those, I do kind of see see, like animals as like warnings or messengers in a weird sort of way. And I was like, yep, he's telling me, get out. Last time I was in Winnipeg, we went to go see the latest Star Trek movie, but we were staying at like our drummer's parents' condo. And uh, they lived sort of in the suburbs, but it's like the type of suburb where there's like nothing built yet except for the condo that they live in and like half of it is still being built. And they're like, it's paradise here. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, this is. So we decided we're like, we'll just walk to the movie theater. And it took 45 minutes to walk there (laughs) along the highway. Uh, But we just like there was an entire family of geese or ducks or something like swimming around at like midnight just in this weird man-made pond that was like at an off-ramp and we were like that doesn't seem like shouldn't they be asleep right now what's going on but it, because of the geese have bedtime i think so <laughs> i think the big honkers have bedtime it's <laughs> a great question i, Which, put my I actually realize i have a retail nightmare that's related to winnipeg okay hank's Pulled out his leash. Yeah, he's. I had to take my shoes away from him. Um, what happened in Winnipeg? I have a retail nightmare. There are more than one restaurant sign that I passed walking around that said Oriental Cuisine. Oh, yeah, that's Winnipeg. <laughs> that's like, it's honestly the first time I went to Winnipeg, we were driving down. I forget what the main street there is, but it's like the Kingsway of Winnipeg. Portage, Main Street. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Portage, I think. Yeah, like, that makes sense. I think that's it. But it's like a diagonal street. Yes, yes. Yeah. And you can't just cross it. You're like, it's the Kingsway. Yeah. That's, you know, every time we're in any city, we're like, let's find the Kingsway of this city. Uh, And it was just like, as we were driving in, all the buildings, all the businesses, their signs, I was like, oh, that's like, what a cool retro sign. And then I was like, oh, no, that's every sign. Like, no one has updated since at least the 80s. So it just seems sort of endearing. It reminded me of, you know, growing up in the 80s and 90s, like in the suburbs and stuff. But then it's like, oh, but also your sort of way of thinking also hasn't evolved from mm. the 80s. Yeah, yeah I, I wrestled in Winnipeg a lot uh, while I was living in Ontario because there was a, a very active promotion there. And in Ontario, when I, when I was living there, there was no wrestling at all. And I remember thinking every time I'd do a tour in Winnipeg, I'm like, I should move here. I'd wrestle way more often. <laughs> and then I would be living in Winnipeg. Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, better. Obviously, I met lots of great people and they have, there's lots of things going for Winnipeg, but there's things that need like massive healing. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's coming along. Yeah, and it's like I, I had a retail dream eating uh, at Stella's, uh, which was delicious, and so was Boone Burger uh, in its I own way. Place. And um, yeah, so that was weird. Do you have a retail nightmare, Jess? I have. It's not really retail, but it's a job nightmare. Oh. Uh, and it happened on 420. <laughs> nice. Uh, Did your beach get ruined? My beach? Yeah, 
second beach was destroyed. Oh, really? Yeah. I was like thinking about, I was like, okay, the movie, the beach, they've come across people growing (laughs) weed. And I was like, I don't get this reference (laughs) that I just made up in my head. Uh, no, I wish I was at the beach. No, I don't. I hate the beach. And especially when it's full of weed people. But no, I had to go deliver, deliver a bunch of letters to the people that we're working with in a building and like letters of eviction no 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 okay. not letters of hey <laughs> no, you happy, don't do that <laughs> happy 420 uh get the fuck out <laughs> smoke a fatty no it was just an update on the status of what's going on because a lot of people are moving out of this building and there's a bunch of sort of problem people who like don't have email who we haven't been able to get in contact with and they're never home and so i was just uh just sort of touching base with these people and letting everyone know what's going on and it was sort of like a we did it around dinner time to ensure that we'd get the most people because if we go there in the middle of the day, everyone's at work. I'm always at home for dinner. So this is so smart. Yeah. We had a plan. And so I stupidly was like, I'm going to dress like a business lady and I wore <laughs> high heels, uh, even though I'm afraid of the elevator in this building because it is uh, breaking down all the time, which is part of the reason why the building needs to be renovated. Uh so I was like, I'm just going to climb the stairs. So I, I did floors six to 10, I think. So I was climbing up the stairs and I realized I was one letter short. So I had one person to deliver it to. So I climbed down 10 flights of stairs and then I climbed right back up. And this was this guy who I uh, had been really trying to get in contact with. And he's been really evasive. And his he's got like really unrealistic expectations in terms of what the market is like. He's like, I'll just find a place for under $1,000 on like the top floor of a 10 story. And I was like, cool, like, let me know because I want to move in there. It doesn't exist. Uh, so I, I knock on his door and he takes forever to get to the door. And when he opens the door, there's a giant cloud of weed smoke <laughs> that hits me. And I'm like, whoa, hey, buddy. That explains why he thinks he can find a penthouse yeah, for $1,000. Yeah, he's living in a fantasy world. And then so I was like, I'm so glad. And I was a little out of breath because I just climbed up 10 flights of stairs. And I was like, oh, I'm so glad I caught you. I've uh, I've got some stuff I want to show you. And he was like, yeah, do you mind the game's on? And then he just closed the door <laughs> in my face. And I was just like, I'm so glad I left that guy till the very end. And then I went, I was like, I need a glass of wine ASAP. Yeah. Which my boss then got me, which was really, I was like, he reads my mind. Like I have this magic boss who is like, every time I'm like, he's like wine, right? (laughs) I'm like, you're a genius. (laughs) But yeah, this, this buddy, uh, thanks buddy. Just trying to help you out here. I love it. Sorry to interrupt your game, basically, is what I wanted to say. Paul, maybe one more story, if you have one? Yeah, I promise this won't be as depressing to you as the last <laughs> one was. Good. <laughs> that was a real rough ride. Uh, yeah, this was uh, this was another thing that drove me out of Kitchener was uh, a job that I had as a, a an assistant manager at a store called Consumers Distributing. <gasps> oh, you remember them? I love the catalog. Yeah. This I didn't is, know there was a real store. I thought it was just it was a like catalog. A, it was, you had to go to the place, the, the desk, to pick up your stuff. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it, it was basically it was a desk and a fact. It was pre-internet, and you didn't have iPad terminals or anything, so it was a bunch <laughs> of actual catalogs. 
Like you could look at the catalogs at home, but they had the catalogs there, and you would go to the table with you the little card. You could look at the catalogs at home. Yeah, it's like at a Chinese restaurant. You'd be filling out your order, and it's your- a little six-digit code for every product. And yeah. so you'd fill out the card with all your six-digit codes of what you wanted. Then you go to the counter, and the, the warehouse guy grabs it for you. That is yeah, shocking. Yeah, like Amazon uh, but like manual you're, Amazon. You're connected to Amazon, the actual yeah. internet. <laughs> like the, the penny-farthing bicycle version <laughs> yeah, of Amazon. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I was the assistant manager, like wearing a clip-on oh, tie. Just hating, a celebrity. violently hating my life. And uh, there was one day where uh, we had a, a, one of the girls who worked at the counter was this girl named Helga. And Helga was one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. Like, very religious Super nice. If she had a problem customer, she would come in the back with this little frown on her face and she'd go, I'm so angry. This is what happens when I don't pray enough. <gasps> like, that's oh, what it, I know. So, Papo. yeah. Anybody <laughs> who messes with Helga is automatically messing with me. Oh, like, yeah, that's so just, that's the policy of this store. And there was a lady there who was just being completely insufferable. She, Helga was having to deal with her and she wanted to return something. And, and we, we made it very emphatically clear no receipt, no return. You okay. don't have a receipt. You yeah. do not. And it's printed on the receipt. We tell you when you buy it. Like You're reminded incessantly when and you're buying stuff. Also, that's like the same for any store. Exactly. Anywhere. Yeah. It's not like it's just your policy. Yeah. So she's she's making a real issue out of this. She's just being really, really, really rude and, and leaning on Helga. So I you know, move Helga gently aside and say, I got this. And, and I, I you just pick her up. Yeah. <laughs> you put her on a shelf in the warehouse. Yeah. Put You're in like, my back pocket. Just chill out for a second, Helga. And uh, so I bear the brunt of all this lady's fury and the righteous indignation that she's not getting her and, and a, just stonewall her until she finally is losing momentum and holding up the line, too, while she's doing this. So then she finally decides she's going to leave and she's never going to shop here again, which is a reward. So I don't yes. know why she's threatening me with it. Yeah. Also, it's not true. Yeah, <laughs> She'll exactly. be there She'll tomorrow. Be back, <laughs> and uh, she turns around to walk away and she's got to walk directly past the line that she's been holding up. And as she's walking away, then the next customer, this dude, is walking forward. And he's got an open package, obviously here for a return. And he waits until he's directly beside the lady who's walking out. And he looks at me and goes, don't worry, I got my receipt. I'm not going to be a bitch like this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and it was the, the toughest thing to keep a straight face. But that dude was actually returning something and buying something else. And I just gave him my employee discount. <laughs> you are my favorite oh, customer today. That's always how it goes. It's like when someone's like a real a real jerk, you got yeah, to like, get a discount. The next person <laughs> who is nice to you. They are you love a, them. a fucking angel. Yeah. Like, they're magical. So true. And you're just like, you know what? It's free. Yeah. It's yeah. free. <laughs> you Take get it. everything here. You By the what? way, anybody who's worked in consumers distributing, if you ever meet somebody who has, if you can remember the number 407122, just say it to them. They will almost guaranteed smile and start What laughing. is it? 407122 was... The name of it in the catalog was Personal Muscle Massage. Oh, my God. Oh. It's the vibrator. It was a total vibrator. And like, I was like, I hope it's yeah, a buff leg. I you, hope it's a buff leg. You look at the picture. That's a freaking vibrator. They didn't even try to dress it up oh. as something else. It's just a hand holding that's, a vibrator. Yeah. And it was the Personal Muscle Massager. So. There's, a movie. There's a movie about that. <laughs> Guys, I've seen a movie about <laughs> that's that. That's where? The Slums of I'm, Beverly Hills. Oh. And it's like Marissa Tomei teaches Natasha Leone about vibrators, and she's like, "I thought this was a back massager," and it's like, "No, don't you well, Sex in the City stole that joke? Oh, well, fuck them. Yeah, who stole that joke? Sex in the City. Oh, Amanda no. returns one to sharper image. I mean, because she keeps breaking. Them. It's a joke that needs. <laughs> it's to pretty keep good actually. Being told throughout generations, throughout different media, TV, 
We actually had a lady return one. And it was like other people were, they're all snickering and stuff. I'm like, are you kidding? God bless that lady. She's got some, <laughs> got some guts. I'm going to handle the return and make it as easy on her as possible. She's I can't like, this she is too back. small for my calf muscle. <laughs> <laughs> my balls doing nothing on my back. <laughs> my rippling muscles. Yeah. Oh, I man. loved consumers distributing. The catalog was my whole life when I was. The like, Christmas with, catalog was badass. Yeah. When you're a kid and you're looking for toys, then that was it. It started my favorite catalogs. game, which is you have to choose something on this page. On every page. On every page. And there's that. like oh. 300 pages. And my, my brother friend. and I would be like, what pendant? And I'd be like, number one dead. <laughs> or my brother would always choose like this eagle with diamonds on it. I'd always choose something Is with that a sapphires. Big surprise, though. <laughs> totally, he was already American in he his was heart like, before he became an American. One day. <laughs> <laughs> I love eagles. Uh, I'm sure you're a great guy. I never met you, uh, but that's my favorite thing to do. Also, if you go into an art gallery yep. or a museum or the wedding dress store on Main Street, yeah. choosing like your every wall or every panel, I would make you do it. If we went by, it, like Paul, which dress one. would you wear if you, you had to, to wear one? one? Former guest. I, I do have a, a story kind of related to that. When my sister got married, I had to go in and get measured for a tuxedo. And they're like, we're going to need more fabric. They're well, like, oh, about, yeah, we they're, need a new measurement tape. They're taking my measurements and reading them off to the other person who's writing them down. And they go around my hips and gluteus maximus area. And it was four. And they do it again inches. and again. I was going to be like, 420, yeah, It was four feet. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it was... I realize I have a four foot ass. That that's a crazy realization. Yeah, your ass is only a foot shorter than me. <laughs> <laughs> that's impressive. I'm it impressed. is really impressive. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I, was, I, mean, uh, I can't make eye contact anymore. <laughs> <laughs> We're all crying. At this point. Um, uh, yeah. Wow. Well, we, uh, I think this brings us to uh, honking on Bobo or Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Paul, are you honking on Bobo or are you juggling? I have absolutely no idea what language you're Okay, right now. well, on the count of three, you have to choose one or the other. One, this, two, this is a trap. Three, juggling. Oh, yeah! Oh, <laughs> I don't really know what that means either. You didn't choose. <laughs> oh, shit. It's okay, I didn't choose the last time I Googling. <laughs> That's okay, not so honking on Bobo. Okay, well, it's unanimous. Except minus one. <laughs> it's Chuglin for today. So this has been Honkin' on Bobo or Chuglin. If you don't know what's going on, listen to the Jarrett Samson episode. I'm going to have to listen to that too because I have absolutely <laughs> Is no it really? idea what's going You're on. You're going to love it. I don't know uh, what Jared's I just bought into, but to, I'm scared. Uh, I was going to say Dairy Queen <laughs> in Disney World. Disneyland. Dairy Queen is my Disneyland. It's true. I have been there over 100 times for oh, sure. So good. Jared's been to Japan. Jared's currently in Japan right now. Hey, what up, Jared? I Penny? love Japan. That is so much fun over I'm there. Going that's there his too. new Disneyland. Compare, compare notes. Well, I, just, I was just in Tokyo recently. So. Really? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. It looked like you had such a great trip. It was awesome. And it's the first time I've ever gone to Japan without somebody waiting to beat me up when I got there. So it was even better. <laughs> <laughs> really Which is probably you don't know pretty about unique that. experience. <laughs> You maybe just avoided them well. <laughs> uh, no, it was on purpose. It was I, I signed up for fights. I don't. So. You might have made some enemies. I don't know. You've been there a bunch. No, they're awesome. They're, it's it 
it's funny because Japanese people, their default setting is polite. Yeah. So even if they hate like, you, they will be outwardly polite we to you. We feel like we're, we have, like as Canadians, we have sort of a monopoly on politeness. And then you witness Japanese culture and you're like, oh, we are straight up rude oh, in but, our thank yeah, you-ness. It's, it, it's a more formal kind of politeness over there. Um, I feel but, like the Americans are a more formal type of politeness too over Canadians. Yeah. Well, their their brand of politeness is, but it, it's not as prevalent in America as no. it is in Japan and yeah. Canada. But it's it's funny too because I noticed that in Japan, it's if you're a foreigner, it's good to either have excellent Japanese or very rudimentary Japanese. Because if you're anywhere in the middle, yeah. then you kind of get this like stone face, but you can just feel it coming off. I'm like, look, quit trying to speak our language. Same, guys same within here. Montreal. But if you got just a tiny bit, they, it's like it's cute like a puppy. Like, oh, yeah. look at the foreigner trying to like, speak our oh, language. And they appreciate you for making the effort. I'll help them out. Yeah, yeah. so it's I've, I know a few words of Japanese and, and even fewer non-profane words in Japanese, so it, it works for me. I can say, watashi no namai wa jasuka desu. What's that? Um, Uh-oh. Hi, my name is Jessica, <laughs> and uh, I can say itadakimasu. I took uh, Japanese for one year, but I was 12, so... That's only, a good time, though, to take it. I learned colors, family members, numbers, and greetings, and only one uh, character style of writing. I only learned hiragana, and they've got lots of other... Katakana, yeah. hiragana, yeah. Yeah. It still blows me away that my, my Caucasian friends who are fluent in, in Japanese or... Uh, you know, same with a, a buddy of mine, Mike Lambert. He's a stuntman. is fluent in Cantonese. It just it it still freaks me out to hear them just effortlessly flow into it because it just makes you be like, "What am I doing with that part of my brain?" Yeah, it why do has, I only know it has Star Trek one trivia. and a half that's languages? All that's in there. When we get <laughs> yeah. ripped off in Canada. We have two official languages here. Why are we not teaching them both from nursery school? Like I feel ripped off. I was. Like, taught. We should all be bilingual. Yeah, I was I very was... surprised when I moved out west that French wasn't mandatory all the way through then. high school. I yeah, I, I French from like preschool. Uh, so it's only my own fault that I'm not fluent. <laughs> <laughs> like I was elementary school, preschool, and high school. I had to take it every year until I was 17, basically. And I'm French Canadian. So what the fuck is wrong with yeah, me? Yeah, no kidding. But you didn't use it in your home, right? No. And you didn't have friends to speak French with. No. So it's a different part of learning. I did really do an being able to use it. program Our in France. Our school should be like the first half of the day in one language, second half of the day in the other. Oh, so you that would be great. Yeah. Be, yeah, I just, it, what was that? I think that was my ice breaking. <laughs> I don't know. That was really scary. Um, yeah, like all my, my Dutch friends. I don't know any Dutch guys who don't speak three languages at least. And like right. perfect English. Yeah. Yeah. So it, uh, yeah, it just, uh, that's something <laughs> We're that just entitled jerks. We're a bunch of dummies. And yeah. my, my father speaks Swahili and would not teach us as kids. And I am so angry about he's that. Like, he's like, I want to be the coolest. He's like, I need it, to have yeah, something it, to It totally was that, to too. He's, he's a jerk you. like that. <laughs> it really was like, Swahili is my thing. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though. I'd never use it, but it would be the coolest thing. Like me, I'd be able to talk to my sisters, and that's it. Um. All right, let's do another <laughs> another one. Yeah, let's, let's do worst present from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. The worst present ever from a family member. Paul. Oh man. Okay. This um this was actually on Valentine's Day. Like I, re- I had really crummy parents, but they were really good at giving me stuff. Oh. And really bad at being good parents. Okay. But we had like a lot of money in the family, so okay. they would they would throw stuff at us. At, like Valentine's Day, they give us presents, and and Easter, they give us presents. That's and, always weird. Yeah. It, it, yeah. You're like this Day. isn't normal, yeah, right? No. Well, I always thought all my friends. Well, they weren't got open mouth kissing. I <laughs> Yeah, I'm not, not doing that five minutes in heaven thing again, Dad. Uh, it's only five. Fool me once. Not seven. Yeah. 
yeah, <laughs> but uh, we were they were giving us all presents, and and this was I think it was like twelve or thirteen, and, and like past the point where my parents had completely lost touch with anything that I liked oh, or anything yeah. I was into. And they gave me like the cream magazine, this heavy metal or like hair metal magazine. I totally was not into that sort of thing at all. So now I'm trying to pretend that I like it. Like, oh, this is all what all the kids like. Give them this. And it was part of my present. And then my old man started reading it and just ripping me to pieces over what was in it. What is this? This looks like a woman. He's doing a man dressed like a woman. (laughs) What kind of garbage is this that you listen to? Like, I don't even listen to that. I didn't ask them. Mom bought the magazine. (laughs) And then he makes fun of you for it. Oh, yeah. It was like a solid half hour of just getting ripped to pieces over these kids today. And it turned into this big tirade about the new generation. It's fun to roast your kids. Nice, Dad. That's why you have children is so you can roast them. Wow. Well, yeah, so that was, that was my the, the catalyst for a half hour, you know, diatribe for my old man. That was Aww. that was definitely one of the worst presents I ever got. Poor That's a terrible Paul. present. Yeah, magazines is a present that I like to give. Yeah, like, it's really nice to give like somebody a I couple of really good magazines. Yeah, you wouldn't I normally buy. I haven't. I don't. I don't remember the last time I bought a magazine. I buy my magazines at Costco because they're thirty percent off. Oh, I still get Horror Hound magazine, which those what people have. What is that? It's awesome. If you like horror movies, Horror Hound magazine is the bomb. It's, it's even so better than scary. Famous, Famous Monsters. Famous Monsters is great. I think Horror Hounds is better. <laughs> but, I don't want yeah. that. Oh yeah, uh, but it's they've got the worst. Like, do not subscribe to them. They have the worst customer service. Like, we got your money. F you. We'll send you an issue when we feel like it. Yeah. Sometimes. Oh. But if you order it through, like I get it through uh, Comic Shop Downtown. Can I say their name? Yeah, of course. Gold Golden, Age. Golden Age Collectibles. Yeah. Former guest Jared Evan Sampson. Oh yeah, there. yeah. I, I, so they ordered it in for me, and they don't mess with those guys. So I get it every month. But it's it's such a good. I I do. I miss reading magazines. So I'm glad those guys are still around. Hey Paul, when was the last time you used a microwave? The last time you used a microwave. It was actually yesterday. Whoa! <laughs> yeah. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually mine was gathering dust for a long time, but I started eating I, microwave burritos. Uh, no, just just melting butter for something. Oh, you see, so that's I, the I, advantage. I'll, I'll, I'll microwave. The, yeah. Microwave for one. I won't. I won't heat up a meal with it or anything like that. But yeah. I'll, I'll, that's the one thing I'll use it for. Or heating up like a, a heat pad if I'm going to put it on my knees. That's like, the oh, other yeah. good thing. Yeah, magic that's reason bag. enough to get it is to put your magic bag in there. <laughs> magic bag. Magic bag. Your. I don't know why, but as a child, I thought magic bag was so funny, and my mom and I would just be like, "Your magic bag." <laughs> like you had to say it in that voice, even though we had one. We're like, "Oh, where's your magic I bag?" I love those. They were great. What the, What are they full of? Rice. We usually like wheat berries or barley or something yeah yeah sometimes lavender that's nice in a pinch you can just cut it open and eat it if you have to yeah yeah like deep, deep, uh, the earthquake can, hits and you if wartime happens food, yeah 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 just that's great slit it open <laughs> i used a microwave the other day at work at my new job and my old job had a microwave and it would take forever to heat up a simple anything and um i heated up a bowl of cream of mushroom soup one of my favorite soups oh. and uh, walked away and came back in this soup. It was such a powerful microwave that the soup had boiled over and I had to clean out the whole microwave oh, in front no. of my new coworkers. Like See, that's, that's, it's not worth it for me to ever use a microwave because there's, it's always going to explode. It took me so or long to walk to Whole Foods to get something to eat because I'd planned to go home for lunch, uh, which will go into my pub of the week. Uh, so I just grabbed a few things, and by the time I got back, like my lunch break was almost over. Yeah, so you got to go for yeah. C of M. Yeah. What is it about microwaves that 
they look like a Dexter kill room if you leave the yeah, food in for 10 seconds too do. long. <laughs> yeah. Like even distribution. How did it get on the ceiling of the microwave? I left it's it there for like 30 seconds. It's because it's heating up the water molecules. So they- yeah. It's science. I don't know. Yeah, it's science. <laughs> yeah. I'll leave it at that. Wrong I can't podcast. Figure it out. It's probably a science podcast. But, but I would always, know. everywhere that I worked that had a microwave, I would bring one of those covers those like special plastic mm. cl- covers yeah. that are safe for microwaves that so it doesn't explode and if it does you just clean the cover so you don't have to clean them like dumb cube of it's a lot hell. of work for a convenience and then no one would use it they'd be like what's this dumb thing and i'd be like please god <laughs> damn it like, like the just, story of your life yeah it's just like please i went the extra step so it would be easier i know you're rejecting me come on Anyway, fuck all of you who did <laughs> use that thing. Well, still have a lot of got dark all of a sudden. I have a lot of feelings about microwaves still. Obviously, <laughs> like it's serious been serious mental issues. It's been six years since I had a microwave, but I still have anger. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, changing gears, it's time for Pepo of the Week. Yeah. So, Paul, mm. do you have a Pepo? Uh, do you mean do I have a dog? Uh, no. Anything that you choose to term yeah, I, I, a puppo. Which what is exactly a, is a puppo? can be anything that's cute. It can be, for example, Hank, obviously. It could be... A squirrel? It could be a squirrel. It could be a crow that you saw eating a bag of Doritos. Okay. It could be the bag of Doritos. It anything could be somebody's really kind to you. That is positive and cute and nice or just something that like, made you person, happy. a person, a place, uh, or I, a thing. I, I, it's an actual dog, actually. Um, <laughs> or it could be a dog. It, it, yeah, it's got me thinking of... Uh, Last summer in Yaletown, they had bulldog races. Whoa. Yeah, what? Which is one of the most awesome things in the history of everything. Why it, wasn't I bull, invited? All, yeah, they, and they, they even split them up. Like they had the French bulldog races and the English ones. Of course, I got to see the English ones. Yeah. And there was one there that was just a genetic nightmare. Like just, <laughs> bulldogs are usually kind of inbred anyway. Oh, and yeah. they got their own this dog was, uh, he looked like he was assembled from the parts that they took off other bulldogs for being defective. <laughs> But he was so cute. And he had this tongue that must have weighed at least two pounds, literally. <laughs> and the thing would, it was about 18 inches long. And it would shoot directly out the side of his face and to its full length before it started to drop. And then it would swing down and hit him in the chest. <laughs> and then he would suck it back in and it would shoot out the side of his mouth again. It was just That's a, a complete disaster. <laughs> I don't think they ever got him aimed in the right direction for the race. He was just, he was all the way, I just love that do- freaking dog. He was just a mess. How often do you think of that dog? Uh, at least once a week, actually. It comes to mind quite a bit. So I love Bulldogs anyway, but that one was just, he was such a nightmare that you couldn't help but love him. Oh, that's good. a great That's puppo. a great puppo. I also only thought that there was one type of dog race the in the city. Jackson race? Yeah, like the wiener dog races. But at there's the also a pug race party, park. isn't there? Well, there's like pug meetups all the okay. time at Van Jay Park. pug chuck wagon races, too. <laughs> <It's awesome. laughs> Pretty cute. Somebody was really high like when they thought of that. I'm on a different message board than I currently am <laughs> because I'm not being invited to the cool uh, well, keep bulldog your, races. Keep your eyes open. I think they're going to have the, the bulldog races again this That's year. That's like the only good part about Yelltown. <laughs> it must <Yeah>. be. <laughs> like, I, although I always lose my mind when I'm in Yelltown because so many people have adorable yeah. dogs there. And if you're driving around at the right time of day... It's just like every corner there's four amazing dogs and it's very difficult to drive in because they're so fluffy and they're so excited to be outside because it's all apartments. Yeah. Um, Alicia, who's your puppo? I have three puppos. Hank. Hank. 
Yeah. As oh. a puppo. He was just chewing my arm and it was so cute. Um, I love his new teeth. They're so much less sharp. They're so soft. Yeah. I could do that all day. Yeah. They don't hurt. Um, he's great. And uh, my second puppo is Abby Shimka, who's taken Hank out for me twice this week during the torrential rain, wow. uh, which meant that I didn't have to bike uphill home to take him for a walk. Um, and then my third puppo is oatmeal. <laughs> I haven't been eating oatmeal for a very long time. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I fucking miss oatmeal. And I bought myself a bag of gluten-free oats. I've been eating it every day with almond butter and fresh berries. And that's so good. How do you get gluten-free oatmeal? They're just made in a factory where there's no other like cross-contamination because okay. there's no gluten in oats. Yeah. But I, yeah. I feel like it's it's hard. Yeah. It has to be specially gluten-free. Hank just pulled off a bag of treats from <laughs> from where your coat was. Jessica, who's your puppo of the week? My puppo is a dog that Jay and I were walking behind yesterday, and uh, we were about a block, a half a block to a block away from it, and uh, we saw it. It was up a hill, and I could only see it silhouette from behind. So I actually drew a photo. Uh, I drew a photo. Oh, wonderful. I drew. I drew a drawing of what it looked like from behind. It just looked like this. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It just looked like a black circle with legs, and then the circle was sort of wiggling. Uh, so we ran up to it and found out what it was. It was a, a toy poodle, so like a Aww. mini Hank. Yeah. Uh, and at first I thought it was a puppy, but it turned out it was actually really old because it had like a gray snout and graying hair, and it was really cute. But its front legs were exactly in sync with its rear legs, so you could only see one set of legs. And it was, its body was like a little bit rotund not like overweight but just sort of like you know its back was sort of not as straight as a younger dog like you know how they get a little, yeah, a little bendy back. yeah a little yeah. sway back and it was just wiggling and it was so excited and it was sniffing plants and flowers as it was walking up our block and Dogs it was love that it was just so cute and i was there was an older lady walking it and i was just like oh you're such a good couple i just loved it and it's gonna be me and hank it was yeah it was just a i i actually was like oh it's a mini hank and i was like maybe one day but this dog had a it didn't have as big a tail as hank so it was just a circle <laughs> it was just a circle and two little legs so cute. I kind of like, I wish I was an animator so I could animate how the little circle wiggled. <sighs> so cute. That's a great puppo. <laughs> well, Paul, this is our podcast. Um, so you have two books. One's just come out, When We Were Bouncers 2. If people want to buy your book, sir, where would they buy them? Uh, you can go to, uh, locally, you can go to Pulp Fiction Books. Oh, cool. Uh, they've been big supporters. I love those guys. So, um, it's a great uh, guys bookstore. and lady. Uh, so yeah, Pulp Fiction books uh, on Main Street. I know their outlet has it in Mount Pleasant, and uh, I believe their other two outlets might. Uh, otherwise, you can go uh, get it on Amazon or at WhenWeWereBouncers dot com. And and it's not just the one thing I found is people's eyes kind of glaze over at first because I think it's just bouncer stories. And yeah, and nobody likes bouncers, and I understand why. <laughs> they're always telling you what you can't do. They're always telling you where you can't go. Sometimes they're punching you in your face. Every bouncer in this book is somebody who's gone on to success in the chosen field of endeavor. So that some are UFC champions, some are actors, some are comedians, some are uh, WWE guys yeah. and ladies. Um, and so it, uh, it it definitely is uh, a lot of very prominent individuals from some of your favorite TV shows and movies and, and sporting organizations cool. all talking about their days as bouncers. 
Um, I, of particular note in the first one that you might dig is uh, a comedian named Haley Boyle. I don't know if you've heard of her. No. She's about 6'2 and probably 260. Okay. And she was the only female bouncer in Fair, Fairbanks, Alaska, which <laughs> is pretty much, uh, if you've seen any of the Mad Max movies, it compares very closely to that <laughs> from the story she tells. So uh, that's that's one that uh, I, I, I always wanted to make sure to have a female presence in the books because female bouncers are irreplaceable. They do a job that guys can't do no matter how good the guys are. So you'll find them represented in both books. I wish I had more in volume two, uh, but uh, I'm working Jessica on volume Jessica and I three. can become bouncers. Yeah. yeah, do that. Become bouncers and then have stories for me by the time I finish volume three. Teach me. <laughs> <laughs> can I just do it with these five pound Can lights? I dress like a Ninja Turtle? <laughs> Um, well, actually, no word of a lie. I used to hang out at a really disreputable after hours called uh, Crantini's. And it was, <laughs> oh, my you gosh. Remember yes. Yeah, I love that place. I just ran into Mario, the guy who used to own it the other day. But love their the bouncer, I don't know if you remember, was a 77-pound girl named Taz. How oh. do you? How? And she looked like a little skater boy. Like she dressed like a skater. And she looked like a little boy. But she was the bouncer. Uh, the thing was, everybody loved Taz so much. And the people who went there, a lot of them were hardcore criminals and hell's angels and stuff. So if anybody messed with Taz, all of the lethal killers in the club would come outside and murder the guy. And everybody knew that. So I've seen I So watched no one messed with Taz. Yeah, you wouldn't mess with Taz. I watched a full patch hell's angel wearing his colors get turned away at the door by Taz. And, and he couldn't do anything about it. So See, I, I, is, I always remember. This is the issue that I've been meaning to bring up this whole podcast is like, you're like, yeah, everyone hates bouncers. And it's like, but if you hate a bouncer, like, that's your problem. Like, if you well, pick a fight with a bouncer, it's like, what do you think is going to happen? You think you're going to get into that club? Do you I think you're like a I, good person? I don't think I've ever had anything really bad happen with a bouncer. And I was kind of wild in my early 20s. But you kind of knew not to... Well, of course, I wasn't wild. If wasn't you knew like, the line you weren't was. like Nell. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the wind. <laughs> you weren't dancing with a leaf. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe. Actually, Hank is Nell. Yeah, Hank <laughs> is really totally goes crazy Nell. for a leaf. Aww. That's awesome. And movies. You're doing some acting. I've seen some of the makeup that they've put you in and some of your roles. That's pretty intense. Yeah, I just played a character named Mandrax on Supergirl, and that was uh, three and a half hours to get into the makeup with two people working. Uh, the most recent Star Trek movie, uh, I was uh, I did like four hours in prosthetics, and it was that was the worst prosthetic job I ever had. If you got claustrophobia, what? you don't take prosthetic work. And uh, yeah, I, I did. Well, what my record is six hours in the chair. What sort of person did you play in the Star Trek movie? It was, uh, I don't know if, if you've seen it, but there's a scene where Scotty crash lands in his, yeah, his shuttle car. Yeah, I saw it, And those course. three aliens that show up and try to mug him, and then the female alien comes and runs them all off. You're the female alien. I, I, I auditioned <laughs> for that. I lost out to... Why was so to, many yeah. hours of yeah. makeup? I was like, here's your space one. vagina. Yeah. <laughs> right on your face. <laughs> It came Turns down to out that. He's not even involved in the movie. He's just been like <laughs> in this weird long con. <laughs> uh, no, but I was one of those three aliens. That oh, man. Uh, That's the movie my- that I saw in the suburbs of Winnipeg. Okay. Well, my buddy Fraser did three days as that alien and almost died doing it. Then I did one day. Yikes. Uh, but yeah, there, there's that. Did he then- die doing it because he kept farting? In his <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. So toxic. Oh, yeah, that, that, that does happen. Sweating, to- farting. Like, you so basically, awful. it's a biological nightmare Cut. in those costumes. Again. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't we mic his butt? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's so exciting. I've definitely seen you in some TV shows. I've been like, I know that guy. Yeah. I, I, let's see. I'm trying to think of what's been airing recently that you see my face. Well, Nothing I've got a, I've got recent. 
I've got a recurring role on a Disney series called Mech X4 that's a lot of fun. Oh, cool. But you got to enjoy kids' shows while they last because somebody's going to hit a growth spurt and then your show's over. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, that, that's that been a blast. And uh, I'm in the new Predator movie as well. What? Oh, my gosh. There is a new Predator movie. Oh, my gosh. We're getting so many cool insider tips from you. This totally. is amazing. <laughs> the last Predator movie I saw was Predator versus Alien. Oh. And I saw it in the theater with my friend Eric. And uh, we laughed so hard that, when I don't they know. kind of make out. I don't know if it's... <laughs> what, does that part happen? What, the Predator and the alien made up? No, yeah. the well, lady and... the tiny mouth comes out. The lady and Predator. The Predator's weird claw oh, really? mouth. Yeah. Oh. No, there's one... I don't remember... I've seen both... Uh, of the Alien versus Predator movies, and one of them there's two. Yeah, there's and Alien versus Predator, bath. and then I think oh, Alien Requiem, versus it? Predator yeah. Requiem. One of them is sat butt to butt, sat in like it's there's a Predator or Alien temple or something buried beneath the ice. It's sort of like the thing, kind of cool. Yeah, and it's like the Quebec one. Ice Hotel. Yeah, it's exactly the same. And then there's another one. Um, that just takes place in society and it's so dark and horrible. It starts like there's a kid and his dad and they're hunting. And I think it's either a predator or an alien like sees them and kills them. And then I think an alien goes into the nursery ward of a hospital. And, like, oh, and does eats he eat all, all, the, all babies. the babies like jelly beans? It's just, it's so dark. Like they didn't think like, oh, we should have some humanity in this. And it was so like the effects were so bad that they just decided let's make the film really dark. So they just turned <laughs> down the brightness on everything. <laughs> so you couldn't see if it was bad or not. It's amazing. Like I really recommend it because you're just like, is my, is my TV? Like is my computer? Is the brightness wrong? And you're like, nope, this is full brightness. I watched that uh, in Roswell, New Mexico, oh, nice. which was weird because you're right there. Alien Alien movie, that's place yeah, to watch it. it's a place to do it for Jessica, sure. Jessica, any shows coming up? Uh, May 27th is the uh, fundraiser for Girls Rock Camp. Oh, yeah. That is the all all the cover shows. It doesn't really have a name. It's like the tentative name is Wannabe, which I think is great because yeah, Spice you be Girls a rock star. are amazing. So, yeah, we're going to be playing maybe last at the show schedule. Does it start at 5 p.m.? It's a very, it starts at 6. Oh, yes. Finally, a show <laughs> for Tobin. Yeah, it's an early show because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of shows going on that night. But, yeah, Energy Slime is going to be performing and uh, playing all the hits uh, Whitney Houston, the Cranberries, Madonna, uh, uh, <laughs> Swiss band called Kleenex. We're going to sing a song, not in English. So good luck to us. It's going to be so fun. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully people will just uh, come and give a lot of money to Girls Rock Camp because it's cool. Yeah, it's so cool. It's really cool. Also, you can give us money at our Patreon uh, pledge $5 and you can get our soundtrack. Every song we've ever had on the podcast, you can get an MP3 of. Go to patreon.com slash retail nightmares. What about you? I'm, I'm on a show at the Fox next Friday. So May 12th, uh, Graham Clark's quiz show. And I think that's it. Yeah. And you'll just be I should be writing Hank. a book, I guess. But yeah. Yeah, yeah, you got it. You got time. I got time. Like 20, 2019. That's right. Yeah, you got yeah. time. Um, so Paul, thank you so much for being on the podcast. If people want to find you online, what's your preference? Uh, on Home Twitter, phone number. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll give you my banking information. Text too. or call. Like, uh, what do you prefer? Yeah, yeah I, I, I want more friends. Um, <laughs> you do put up that vibe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Twitter at Mahler MMA, and also. 
on Twitter and Instagram at Famous Bouncers, which is the one that's tied directly to when we were bouncers. Oh, Wonderful. Man. All right. Well, thanks very much. We hope we can have you on again. Thank you very much for having me. I had a lot of fun. Thank you. Bye. Bye.